Well, today we are continuing this series that we started last week called Encounters with Christ. And the reason we're doing this is because Christianity really gets back in its very basic form to a trusting relationship between us and Jesus Christ. And so good to know who this person is to whom we are trusting our lives and following. So we will do this for five or six more weeks, taking a look at different stories in the Gospels. Uh, and these could be called the greatest hits, really. These are some great uh, stories about Jesus encountering or those people encountering Jesus. I think what's interesting about these stories is we see these people who lived so many years ago come to Jesus with, with needs, usually, usually yearnings of their hearts, and just like us, their needs are just the same. Things have changed very much, but the yearnings of our hearts as human beings remain the same. Today, we're looking at the story, very familiar story of Nicodemus and Jesus uh, from John chapter 3. So let's, let me read this to you. John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Listen to the word of God. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How, how then will you believe it? If I speak of heavenly things, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but to save the world through him. This is the word of God. Let's pray together. God, we pray that you would take this uh, interesting story and speak a word to us that we need to hear today. Lord, just as Nicodemus, we come to you this morning with yearnings of our hearts, all different kinds of yearnings, and we pray that uh, you would speak to those yearnings today, whatever they may be. Most of all, God, we pray that you would speak a word of hope to us, that you are a God of new beginnings. And we pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't remember much about my birth. (laughs) However, I do remember very clearly the birth of our two children. And I would say perhaps without any, really anything else, even comparing, they were the two most miraculous events I have ever witnessed. For those of you who have been involved in a birth or have witnessed a birth, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely amazing. When a new life comes into the world, Now, some of you who actually gave birth may not describe this as miraculous or uh, anything else, but maybe you would use words like painful or intense, but I still think you would agree. Really a miraculous process, isn't it? It's almost indescribable. It's powerful. Kind of overwhelming. In fact, it was so overwhelming for me, I nearly fainted when my daughter was born. The birth of a child, it seems to me, as I experienced it, was something that we can't quite understand. It's a mystery. It's one of those experiences in life when, uh, at least for me, I I felt like I got a sense of the eternal, a sense of the almighty God, of a powerfully creative and awesome God. It also was kind of a humbling experience when I realized that I was part of something witnessing that birth that was much bigger than myself. It left me in a state of wonder and astonishment. Perhaps this is why Nicodemus reacted with such bewilderment when Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, You must be born again. It's impossible, was his reaction. How can a person possibly be born again? The first time is miraculous enough, but for a grown person to re-enter the womb of his or her mother and be born for a second time, why, that's impossible, Jesus. Jesus responded to him, Nicodemus, don't be surprised. When I tell you, you must be born again. For God works in mysterious ways, ways that are beyond your understanding, Nicodemus. You see, being born again is impossible with God, but without God, but with God, all things are possible. Now, Jesus told Nicodemus 
some very good news that night when they met. Now, oftentimes, when we study this well-known passage, we think of the fresh start, the new birth that God gives us when we open our hearts to God for the first time and experience his love in a new and renewing way. When we trust Christ for the first time, whether that's a one-time thing or we grow up and it's a process, all of us, if we are Christians, have experienced this new birth. Born, from an, born anew, born from above. When Jesus cleanses us from all our past and, very important, fills us with the power of new life, to live a new life in a different way. And that is really good news that we will talk about at some point. But I think there's also really good news in this short exchange between Jesus and Nicodemus. Jesus tells him, and perhaps Jesus senses what he needs to hear, that regardless of how messed up, messed up life can be or seem, no matter how desperate the circumstances in which we find ourselves, God can cause a new birth. God can create new life in our lives. And Jesus also tells this religious leader something very fundamental about the nature of God that's so important to know, that God is a creative God, a God who creates and redeems and renews. Now, maybe Jesus knew that Nicodemus needed to hear this good news. At first glance, one would kind of be surprised by this. That he would not be one who would necessarily need to hear this encouraging word. From what we can gather from this scripture, you know, Nicodemus, he was a pretty big deal. <laughs> he was a religious leader. He was a Pharisee. Uh, oftentimes when we read the Gospels, we think negatively of the Pharisees. But boy, in their day, they were a respected lay movement who were trying to bring renewal to Israel, trying to preserve the importance of Scripture in the life of the Jews. He was also a very influential political figure, a member, the Scriptures tell us, of the Jewish ruling class. That automatically made him part of the elite of his time, a man who would presumably have everything that the world had to offer. He had it all together. And he comes to Jesus at night. Now, I don't want to read too much into this, but perhaps he came at night because he was a little ashamed of coming to this really a penniless, itinerant teacher, preacher, to ask him some very important questions. Yet our Lord sensed that he needed something, a new life, a new start. I think that he was dissatisfied with his religion. You see, the Pharisees, their religion was really based on 
performance. It was based on keeping the rules. They dedicated their whole life to obeying the religious law. And I know from experience that when our religion is simply keeping rules, it becomes very boring and dry. Maybe Jesus senses in Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you need the spirit. Your intentions are good, but you're missing out on the whole thing. You need new life. You need to be born again. And Jesus sensed that in spite of outward appearances, this man yearned for something new. He yearned for a message of hope. That God can take anything, including a human life, and make it new. Nicodemus needed to hear this good news. And maybe you need to hear this good news today. In fact, I would say all of us need to hear this hope that God can create something new out of any situation we need to hear that news, and we need to hear it again and again and again and again because for some reason we tend to forget. And when life seems overwhelming, when the pieces of our lives or our situation seems to be scattered in a million different directions, we tend to lose hope and forget that God is this creative God that creates over and over and over again. And beyond being a creative God, he's a loving God that cares a great deal about us and a powerful God that can actually deliver. When we hit these times in our lives when we need something new, we need to know these things, that God is creative, that God is loving, God is good and has our best interests at heart. And God is powerful enough to take whatever situation we may be in and make it new. We need that power. It's kind of like Humpty Dumpty. Remember Humpty Dumpty? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty. You guys are so smart. See, I'm already learning a lot about you. And listen to this. All the king's horses. That's right. And it's not Humpty Dumpty back there, just Dumpty. I looked it up on the internet today. <laughs> we need to know that God is creative and God is loving, for God so loved the world. And God is powerful. And we need to hear this again and again because life really is a series of transitions, is it not? One thing right after another. And any transition always involves loss. It's really, life is a series of death and new birth experiences. I mean, even our birth came after a death of sorts, right? It was this traumatic experience. There was a great deal of pain and stress involved. 
we left something behind, something that was nice and warm and comfortable, and were forced <laughs> through this birth canal by great pressure only to enter what? This strange and new land that was much bigger and full of many, many, many more possibilities than what we had just left. And we need to know, as a community, we need to be reminded of this good news. We need to hear it so we don't desperately hold on to the old. William Bridges has written this great book called Transitions, and he says, new growth cannot take root on ground still covered by the old. So true, isn't it? A couple times when we need to hear this good news. We need to hear this good news, and our transitions are caused by our own mistakes, by the decisions we have made because of our sin. Because we disobey God's moral law. And oftentimes there are consequences and hurt and scars. But our passage this morning says that we have a God who wants to give us a new start, a new day. And he offers this thing called forgiveness. And although we don't talk about guilt much today in our culture anymore... Boy, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And we yearn to be free of our past mistakes. God wants, God desperately wants to forgive and bring something new. Ernest Hemingway once told a story to illustrate this universal need for forgiveness for a new beginning. A father, he said, journeyed to Madrid to put an ad in a local paper, and it was very simple. The ad read, Paco, meet me at Hotel Montana, noon Wednesday, all is forgiven. Papa. The next day, the authorities had to muster up, muster up a squadron of the Civil Guard to disperse the mob of 800 men named Paco, who massed on the street in front of the inn. Boy, at different parts in our lives, we all stand at the end, don't we? Yearning to hear this message of forgiveness and a new start. And we need to remember that, that God is a God who forgives. And even beyond forgiving, forgets. And even beyond that, wants to give us a new start that can take even after we make stupid decisions, God still has a future for us. You know, sometimes we don't get that. We may remember the forgiving, forgetting, but also that God wants to give us a new start. It's one of the great promises of the gospel. That for those who love God, God can take all circumstances and bring good. We need to hear that news. There's another time when we need to hear it, and that's when we suffer loss in our lives. When we go through transition. Like I said, life is a series of transition, and every one of those transitions involve loss. Like the loss of youth, or the loss of a son or daughter going off to college and leaving the nest. 
I was talking to an older member of our church at a memorial service a couple weeks ago who said, you know, my life at this age is just a series of losses. And she named off five or six friends who had passed away in the last year, and I thought, oh boy, I remember that with my dad. It's loss. And during the intense pain of so much loss, we need to remember that God tells us he can make something new to replace the old. The doctrine of new birth applies even to those times when the loss is so painful. remember meeting with a young couple years ago who lost a kid to SIDS. Horrible loss, unbearable pain. But in the process, they discovered the love of God for the first time in this new life and the love of God's people for the very first time. A man becomes paralyzed in an accident, but God brings something new out of that. He gets to know his children in a way that he never did before, that he never would have known. God brings new. Some parts of life may never be the same again. Some hopes we dream for may never be realized. Yet Jesus said, you may not be able to understand it, Nicodemus, but God can give you a new start. The spirit, like the wind, it's mysterious, it's unpredictable, and it blows where it may, and it settles where it may, yet from the spirit of God, new birth happens. No, I think as a church, as people today going through this, we are going through another transition, are we not? Moving from a, a year, 15 months of being quarantined and life being very different to now what? Life returning to normal. It's a great transition. I can't wait till I don't have to wear a mask anymore. But there's going to be loss. And we'll have to say goodbye to the old and say hello to something new and be expectant that God is going to do something new. As a church, we're, we're going through transition. You know, last week I talked about five things that we've been through during this pandemic. Wow, out of sixth for us, we're going through a transition as a church where we said goodbye to a pastor who was here 19 years we're looking forward to the future. We don't know what it is. But can we believe that God has something new? Can we let go of the old and realize, wow, there may be some great things we have to say goodbye to, but can we say hello to something new? During the times of transitions in life, we have to remember this good news. And there's one final last time when we need to hear it and hold on to it, and that is when we face death. Death seems so final, like I said in my Easter service, so we feel so powerless. And someday we will all face our own death. And we need to know that even in death, God can create something new. This creative God who creates over and over and over again. Can we believe 
that God can create something new. You know, it's interesting, Blaise Pascal, the 17th century philosopher, gave some great words about this. Sometimes we have a hard time believing it, isn't it? Isn't that true? That there can be life after death. And this is what Pascal said. He said, he asked the question, which is more difficult, birth or resurrection? Is it more difficult to imagine that what has never been should be? Or that what has once been should recur? Is it more difficult to come into existence than to return to it? I thought that was a pretty good point. God creates the first time, gives us life. Which is more difficult, to give us life again or to give us life for the first time? God is a God of resurrection and new life. I want to close with this story to help us to see our own inability to let go and to move on to some, something new, even after death. This is from Henry Nouwen, you know, the great spiritual writer. His, one of his best books called The Greatest Gift about death. And he writes this. He said, now, two twins were talking to each other in the womb. The sister said to the brother, I believe there is life after birth. Her brother po protested vehemently. No, no, no. This is all there is. This is a dark and cozy place, and we have nothing to do but to cling to the cord that feeds us. The little girl insisted, there must be something more than this dark place. There must be something else, a place with light where there is more freedom to move. Still, she couldn't convince her twin brother. And after some silence, the sister said hesitantly, I have something else to say, and I'm afraid you won't believe that either, but I think there is a mother. Her brother became furious. A mother, he shouted. What are you talking about? I have never seen a mother, and neither have you. Who put that crazy idea in your head? As I told you, this is place. It's all that we have. It's all that we need. Why do you always want more? This is not such a bad place, after all. We have all we need. So let's be content. The sister was quite overwhelmed by her brother's response and for a while didn't say anything more. But she couldn't let go of her thoughts. And since she only had her twin brother to speak to, she finally said, I think this is so good. Don't you feel these squeezes every once in a while? They're quite unpleasant and even painful. Yes, he answered. What's special about that? Well, the sister said, I think that those squeezes are there to get us ready for another place, much more beautiful than this, where we will see our mother face to face. Don't you think that's exciting?
brothers and sisters, with God, it is possible for human beings, for a person, even when they are old, to be born again and again and again. Amen. God, we thank you for this great truth about who you are and about how that truth and who you are meets our deepest needs for hope. That you can bring new out of anything. So God, help us to live with this hope. Help us to embrace it. Be confident in it. And I pray for anyone here this morning who struggling with life and hope and maybe they are like Humpty Dumpty and their life is in a million pieces right now. I pray that they would know that you are loving, that you're creative, that you have the power to make something new in their lives. And we pray as a church, as we look to the future, that you would give us the hope and the confidence that you indeed are doing something new. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.